This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time Sick. This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No, no I don't care Heading To the hook right here. Just a white light is getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in cold old southern middle Tennessee. And this is the podcast for Monday. December the 5th, and I hope all you lowlifers out there are doing well. And if you're just tuning in, you want to know what that song is, that's Biloxi Blues. It's a song we use every single week, so we don't have to pay anybody a copyright. That was written by me and recorded by me many moons ago. I get that question still weekly, and uh, I'm grateful that people want to listen to that. And if you're wondering why you got called a lowlifer, well, that's what the listeners of this show refer to themselves as, and we appreciate each and every one of them, new and the OG low lifers. Uh, been a crazy, crazy week. It's been a tough week. Uh, I'm gonna get into all that, but first, uh, it was a, it was a good week as well. It, it started, if you consider Sunday evening, starting off good. I uh, you know I spent a lot of time in a tree stand. Y'all know that I shot my uh, I shot the biggest buck that I've ever had an opportunity to take in Tennessee. 
And uh, on Sunday afternoon, I had my boys with me, and it was one of the most, I don't know, it was, it was just an incredible experience all the way around. I'd, I've hunted this deer, I hunted him last year. A lot of the neighbors around me where I hunt had been hunting him as well. And uh, he, he kind of got dialed in on us, on our place there for a week, the week of Thanksgiving. And, you know, I was I was in, in the woods more than I wasn't. I think I might have mentioned that last week. But after I recorded the podcast last week, I, I went went back out. The wind was howling. And I was uh, really surprised to even see a, a, lot of, a lot of deer that afternoon. And uh, right at dark, as they do, he stepped out and I was able to uh, – able to take a shot which is always you know and deer hunt you get the possessed of these deer and you, you see the pictures and you have history and you have these near misses and it does suck when the story ends with that and i know for anti-hunters like well just don't do it you know that kind of stuff but uh it's it's a cool journey that we go through whitetail hunting and any of you listening that that do it that are avid and i know many of you are you you get that it's a it's a bittersweet moment when you finally walk up on that deer but uh to have my boys there, it's a, it's a piece of property I've hunted for 30 years almost and uh, 29 anyway seasons, and it was special. It was really special. So you guys that hunt, and uh, and it's just like fishing with your kids when you have these moments. It's uh, it's it's definitely hunting for me is more about that family uh, dynamic now than anything else. Bucks like that are just a bonus because, you know, Ryder getting one a couple weeks ago and then Hudson still got to get on the board. He he missed one on the youth hunt back in October. We're giving him a lot of crap over that, but uh, hopefully we can get him get him one. But I'm back to fishing mode. I'm I'm actually headed for a TH Marine sales meeting down to Bienville Plantation this week, and going to get to do some uh, bassing down there at Bienville, place I've always dreamed about going. So I'm uh, going to get to fish around there for a few hours, one uh, one or two days this coming week. So. Be jealous. Be jealous. Weather's going to be in the 80s. We're going to catch some bass. All right, I want to thank these sponsors, and then we're going to get into it. we got a fantastic guest today that I'm really looking forward to talking to and uh, some more housekeeping. So, StarTron, we appreciate the folks from StarTron, StarBright, kicking ethanol in the teeth, and also on the StarBright side of things, keeping your boat looking glorious. Every single day you hit the water, StarTron, an enzymed fuel enzyme fuel treatment it's kicking at the old mr enzyme we'll get ethanol out of your boat out of your vehicle out of your side by side your chainsaw your weed eater but if you go to store that boat this time of year you're going to want to make sure to put some startron in the tank and make sure the next time you pull it out of the garage you do not have any issues on the water because nothing ruins a great day on the water like an outboard engine that will not run so get rid of that ethanol with StarTron, we appreciate the folks from StarTron, good, good peoples right there. ProGuide Batteries, ProGuide Batteries, you know, there are a lot of lithium battery companies out there. Everybody's, everybody's got lithium. Jimmy Bob's Pro Series Powered Up Lithium, Powered to the Max Lithium Company. They're, everybody's, I like to announce my new sponsor, I got... I mean, look at this. The battery, central batteries, lithium pros. I mean, it's crazy how many lithium battery companies. And there, there are a few out there that are legitimate, but I can tell you, ProGuide, they've been in the battery business forever. They have a lot of OEM boat builder uh, business, which is something that is very hard to come by. And when you have 
boat builders that trust you, you know you are doing things the right way. And now with their new lithium line, it's just getting better all the time. So I can tell you they are great people backing great products. You can check them out for yourself, ProGuyBatteries.com. Use code LBL10 to get you a break. It's Christmas time, man. Put a lithium battery in your wife's stocking. She'll be like, what is that for? Be like, my boat. See how that goes. But they're so light you could do that. Wouldn't even break the mantle. So there you go. Baitworks.com. Bait-works.com. Your new home on the interwebs for online tackle shopping. And if you're in the Springfield, Missouri area, they have an amazing tackle store that I could spend way too much money and time in up there that you want to go check out if you're in the area. Tell them we said we sent you the old lowlifers to uh, to go in there and take over. But you can use code Duncan-10 there. I got a lot of holiday specials going on right now, whether it be marine electronics, a lot of tackle deals. Get on there. Check it out. Duncan-10 lets them know you're a lowlifer, and we appreciate the folks from baitworks.com. And last but not least, hang the banner. The Bassmaster Classic winning banner man you get those banners up they put them up in the arena or they'll be over here at thompson bowling arena in knoxville coming up in march and they'll say jason christian he won it in that express x21 pro i'm running the pro le i got another video coming up very soon a little bit of a walkthrough to show you some of the differences between last year's boat and this year's boat that i'm running i've got 50 gallons of fuel i've got a 96 inch beam sea deck bow to stern absolutely you know Hope I never have to go back to carpet. Uh, Yamaha show. All expresses come rigged with Yamahas. That 250 show pushes that boat. I mean, it handles like a dream. It has the best hole shot, honestly, of any boat I've ever been in. It's really, really impressive. Gets up in super skinny water. The Express X21 Pro. I can assure you, if you'll go take a ride in one, you will be impressed, just like I am every time I hook that thing to the back of the truck and get to dumping in. The freaking Tennessee River. I love that boat so much. Express boats building excitement since 1966. All right. So uh we got all that we got all that out of the way. And uh today's a tough one for me. And y'all y'all know I'm a I'm a I'm a very honest guy, and uh I don't want this to deter from you know, my excitement about our guest today, I'm, I'm elated to talk to the man we're going to get to talk to. And it all kind of ties in today, um, to be honest, what I'm fixing to tell you about. And if you see me looking around the room, I have one of our dogs in the LBO Bar and Grill today, Luna, and she is uh, crazy. So if you see a shadow coming back, <laughs> you see her in the background, I have no idea. She, she's probably on camera 47 times. She's really pacing. Um, anyways, back to the message at hand. So today is, it is, uh, it's a very tough day. I, I'm recording this a few days early because I have to travel, like I said, going to Bienville Plantation, and, and I'm, I'm actually recording this on a day that we're going to lay to rest one of uh, the most important people to uh, ever, you know, come into my life, and he's been in it for many years. And uh, he's been in so many people's lives in the fishing industry, and that's why I want to talk about it, the fishing industry and the marine industry, but that's Bill Huntley. And uh, we lost Bill Huntley. Bill, for those of you that don't know, or if you haven't seen Post, or if you haven't, uh, you know, you've never had an interaction with him, he was the founder of TH Marine. He, uh, he, he 
just larger than life. <laughs> like I, I just, I, I don't know how to put it other than that. I, I said on social media, he he's the epitome of they don't make them like that anymore. And uh, I, Bill grew up in the same county as me, Lawrence County, Tennessee, southern middle, right on the Alabama line, and uh, grew up, you know, fishing creeks with his dad, and then that turned into this, him and his dad going to the Tennessee River, and he got obsessed with smallmouth, and he was always, I mean, he was as good of a smallmouth angler, especially in the early days, as anybody's ever been on the, on the river, and he, and he, Probably this is no joke. He caught more smallmouth over seven pounds. It, it's it's miraculous. If you're ever around Athens, Alabama, and you stop at a restaurant, Lawler's Barbecue, um, down off of I-65, he has a mount. Of course, everything you kept everything and mount them and and uh, brought them home. But he has a stringer, and I forget exactly how many smallmouth over seven are on this one stringer there at Lawler's Barbecue, but it's worth the stop right on I-65, exit 351. But it's 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 incredible. It's incredible. But Bill, uh, I, I fished tournaments against Bill. I met him. I'd always heard tale of Bill from from my dad and, and a lot of guys in our bass club and things. He was just he was just a legend. He he was a very confident fisherman. He beat the brakes off of a lot of folks on Wheeler Lake for many years. And so he was just that guy in Pickwick and Gunnersville. He was just a guy that when he showed up, you know, you knew he he was not messing around. And and uh, especially, you know, 80s and 90s. And, and so for me, whenever I got, uh, I, I got to into that fishing world, I got to know him. And and I would always just try to get close to him at those terms and just and just kind of be in his be in his presence as he's holding court to so many guys sitting around hoping to get a nugget, you know, hoping to get just get a just get a a glimpse at this legend that I I'd heard of. And I, I started fishing some Fishers of Men events with my dad back in uh uh probably golly ninety nine, something like that, two thousand, ninety nine probably. And uh, 98, 99, around there with my dad and, and Mr. Bill fished those. And, and, and it was just like, and they were small fields, you know, 40, 50 boats. So you get to be around him. And, and I was always just take, taken by him, you know. And um, I never thought, though, in those days when I was younger, that he would be a guy that would influence my life so much and, and who I am and, and really shape my direction. Uh, I have so much to to thank him for uh, opportunities I was given, but in 2005, you know, I've told this story many times. But Greg Bowie, who's who's another you know mentor of mine, hero of mine, savior of mine <laughs> at times in life, and Jeff Huntley, Bill's son, hired me to go to work at TH Marine, and and Bill immediately. You know, I was a 22-year-old punk, right out of college, thought I knew everything, and bass fishing nut, and here I'm going to work for TH Marine, this company that's, that's man, those are the hot foot people, right? Those are, the, those are the guys, and I get this opportunity, and Bill wasted zero time making sure I was ready. You know, I had, I had so many people that were training me there, and taking me on the road with them, and Bill would never miss an opportunity. If I was in the office, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm going to be here. Well, meet me. He, he lived in Athens, Alabama. Uh, 
45 minutes south of, of where I live. And, and we would meet up, you know, if we were headed north, we'd meet up out on the interstate. I'd get in a suburban with him and we'd take off up the road. And, uh, and, and he took me in the first six months I worked at TH Marine to so many places, but to meet Earl Bentz at Triton, he was very close with Triton. We had a great, you know, working relationship with Triton. He designed a lot of parts for their boats and things. And him and Earl had a, you know, long, 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 long friendship. But I got introduced to, to guys like Earl Bentz when I was 22 years old. You know, and yeah, I'd met Earl in the past. I'd ran a Triton and things like that. But I was like, I was there, man. I was sitting in his office. <laughs> this 22-year-old kid with Bill Huntley, and they're, they're holding court, you know. And I'm just like, why am I even, you know, how am I this lucky? You know, guys like Gary Klaus, guys like Rick Pierce, guys like Forrest Wood, um, Randy Hopper, just so many, you know, too many to name, honestly. Um that I met through Bill that he just, he just had a, a way with and, and, and just could light up a room with his stories and his charisma and what he taught me. And those of you that listen to the show week in and week out might not believe this about me, but I'm not, I've not always been outspoken. And what I mean by that is I, I, I used to like when I started at TH, I, I had a big personality. I've always had a, I had a big personality in life, but I would be more reserved and, and, you know, even timid at times around customers. And what I learned from, from watching Bill is like, you can be yourself. You can be yourself and be successful. You can, you can, you don't have to, to, to BS or sugarcoat who you are or what you are for people. And, and man, he would, you never had to worry about where you stood. And he just, he just walked into a room and didn't matter if it was the president of the company or the janitor. He treated everybody the same, everybody the same. It could be Johnny Morris. It could be the guy sweeping the floors and he didn't care. He was kind. He was funny. He was, he just owned it. He owned it. And he started TH Marine. Off of, uh, and a lot of people don't know this, the, the TH is the trim handle. was his first ever product. Nobody had the trim actually on the throttle of the engine back then, and he did that. It was an aftermarket part, and it's one of those, it's always kind of been a folklore around there or, or tale of had he did things differently patent-wise or whatever. I mean, the company might not have ever existed just for the sheer fact of the money they would have made when the engine manufacturer started doing that, but he didn't get anything off of that. The company did, but they sold so many of those. But then you, you think about the hot foot and every bass boat out there, mostly, you know, safety feature made driving a boat hell more fun. Let's just be honest. Uh, had a, had, had, you know, all hands on deck on that. Jack plates, the the innovation, the growth of jack plates in a boat. Why you even need one? And he would work with guys like Earl Bentz on that, and 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 you know Alan, the Allen Stinsons of, of Stratus Boats fame back in the day, and things like this to, to come up with ways to make these boats perform better. Why why does this do that? And 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 you know had an had an immense love for fish care. You know, being a tournament angler, live well parts, he just tinkered all the time, man. And, uh, you know, the only thing he loved more than smallmouth bass fishing and designing parts were, was his family. And his wife, Pat, and uh, Miss Pat, he 
They were married. We lost her in 2020. They were married for almost 70 years. Beautiful family, kids, grandkids, great-grandkids. And and I always tell his grandchildren this in, in particular, you know, I've always been jealous of him because that was their actual granddad. He was just, I just borrowed him. So, uh, rest in peace to a legend. And thanks. Sorry about that. Um, it's, a, uh, it's a heavy week around these parts, but uh, he's a good man. Very good man. Um, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite Bill stories. So funny, you know. You you get to know people, and uh, as you're going along and uh, in life, hello Luna. Luna Luna's like you need a hug. You need a hug, and she here she is. You can't see her for the gigantic MacBook, but uh, but she is propped up in my lap now. Uh, so you 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 know, Bill's one of those guys. He's like all fish me. He had he had tall tails and. Most of them were true, you know. I'd say 99.999% of them. But he'd always tell you about, oh, well, yeah, me and, me and Dance, you know, me and Houston. And he was, man. He, he'd, fished, he'd fished against all these guys and around them. And, and, him, and him and Dance were, were, were tight, you know. And I was 20, 22, 23, and we went to South Carolina to Marshall's Marine. Used to do this open house. It was just epic. And my first job at T.H. Marine was to drag around this display trailer. And so we took it to South Carolina, and Mr. Bill rode with me, and, and we went over there. And uh, <laughs> and Bill Dance was supposed to be there, Earl Bentz. I remember Forrest Wood, Hank Parker, uh, so many people. And, uh, <laughs> and, of course, he's like, yeah, me and Bill, we back in 19, blah, 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 we – I remember being on Pickwick. He came up, man, I need some fish. I, I'm trying to film this television show. And, and hey, Bill, where can I go catch a smallmouth? Hey, Bill, where can I go do this? Where can I go do that? And uh, <laughs> and you're like, okay, all right. I'm a smart-ass 22-year-old. So I'm like, all right, whatever. And we get over there, first year I worked there, and we're in this trailer. We got the doors opened up to the side of this thing. It's almost like a food truck. It's pretty cool walk-in display. Some of y'all may have seen it back in the day. It's been a while since we've had it. But but anyways, working displays, a jack plates and live wells, all kind of cool stuff. So we're in there. And uh, all of a sudden, you hear somebody across the parking lot, lot scream, Wild Willie! <laughs> and, and it's Bill Dance because he sees Bill standing in the trailer. Comes running across. And stays in there forever, and uh, and and Bill introduces me to Mister Dance, and and one of the coolest things for me is the next week Bill walks into my office, and he says, "I thought you would appreciate this." And Bill Dance, being the class class act that he is, had sent a letter to Bill. Hey, it was good to see you, Wild Willie, and and I'm reading this, and he says, "Tell old Lucas." I said hello, and it was good to meet him. And, dude, it floored me. It floored me. And that will always be one of those moments in my life that I just I just appreciate so much. But uh, lost a legend. And, and like I said, uh, I said it on social media. Every time you put a hot foot down to the floor, you mash it down to run to the next spot, think of Bill Huntley. Think of Bill Huntley. And the next time you catch you a big old smallmouth, think of Bill Huntley, if you, especially if you catch it on a spinnerbait because that was one of his favorite ways to do it. He had the Bumblebee Bait Company. 
that him and his family used to sit around the kitchen table and build spinnerbaits, the first spinnerbait to ever use a ball-bearing swivel. So love Mr. Huntley and uh, thoughts and prayers to the Huntley family. All right, we are going to, if I can get this dog off me down here, get off. Go on, Luna. Lord have mercy. You, you know, there's like a TikTok. It's like, I'm doing bad dog. That's her in a nutshell. And now she's like terrorizing wires and things. All right. So. We're fixing to get into the sauce presented by the W sauce. The W sauce. You don't have to say Worcestershire anymore. You don't have to say that. This is America's Worcestershire sauce. And. Tell you what, I'm mixing up and I'm I'm making a uh, I got it soaking right now some deer jerky that I'm making courtesy of the W sauce. I'm gonna post a video on that. Let y'all know how that goes sooner than later. But thank the folks from the W sauce for getting you all these guests and making food just ridiculously delicious. Uh, the W sauce you can find it. It's in so many stores now. The WSauce.com. Check it out. Uh, this guy has won three million. Dollars. This all goes in line with talking about Mr. Huntley because this guy is in the bloodline. One of, if not the most famous bloodlines in bass fishing history. He has won the Forestwood Cup. He has won multiple FLW Tour angler, Anglers of the Year. He left there in 2019. That's the last time we talked to him on this show to pursue the legacy of and, and defend the honor of his dad, who never won the Bassmaster Classic. And now he's back. He's going to the Classic this coming spring in Knoxville, Tennessee. Ladies and gentlemen, the man who makes a visor look beautiful, Scott Martin. What is up? What's going on, Scott Martin? It's good to, it's good to talk to you this fine morning. <laughs> it is a fine morning. It is a fine morning. I still have morning. shorts on. Well, and, listen... And, uh, it's still nice down here, but I think I think that's about to change. Is actually. it? Is it about to change? I, I open the show every week by saying, uh, you know, I'm in Southern Middle Tennessee, and I said it's a very cold Southern Middle Tennessee this morning. So I'm jealous of that South Florida weather that you're enjoying right now. I'll be honest, <laughs> right there on the shores of the greatest bass fishery of all time. I think it is. I think it is. We, we've got a little high water. It's going to be interesting this year with the tournaments coming here. You know, we start the season off obviously here on, on the lake, which I'm super excited about but then of course you've got major league going to come here as well and mm-hmm. it's going to be uh it's going to be a different lake this year which would be be interesting it'll be really interesting to see you know we used to get high water like this you know on a fairly regular basis back in the day and it's one it's going to be one of those high water lakes so uh well, or years i should say so it's going to be neat to see where people rem- end up fishing i remember we were there i guess in 2016 flw wise and it was it was brutal high I mean, I had been yeah. there in the fall to pre-fish. It was my first year, you know, in the front of the boat after fishing co. And I came back in January and was like, oh, okay, uh, nothing yeah. is the same. <laughs> Everything right. looks very different. And uh, there, there's no outside heart. Everything's flooded. And uh, it was, yeah. But it was, a good, it was a good event. That's the one that our buddy Hallman pulled off a W in down, down there. But uh, That's right. do you, being from there, this is actually something I was, I was going to ask you. So I, I'm glad you, you brought this up. Uh, it's good to see Okeechobee back on some on some schedules. I know it's it's one it's a lake that 
obviously it never really disappears from the national spotlight. And, and right. but I, I'm glad to see the elites going back there. I think that's a that's a that's a big deal, and it'll be a fantastic tournament. They're always interesting to see. Okay, which areas play this year? Like you're saying, a high water year, but. Talk about for a guy of your stature who obviously you've been very successful all over the country. You've got wins from Champlain to the Potomac to Arkansas. But how much pressure do you put on yourself in Florida being this Florida guy? Because you do seemingly understand Florida bass as well as anybody. Uh, yeah. Nobody can argue that. But how much pressure do you put on yourself, especially when you sleep in your own bed for an event? You know, it's different. It is pressure, but, but it's different. I mean, I get pressure every event. I, I, I mean, that's just the way I am. I, I, I don't know. I mean, after 20 some years of doing this, um, and I'm glad I still have that, that, that nervousness, that butterfly feeling every single event that I go to. I think when you lose that, you know, the, the, the guys that lose that are the guys that just coast along and, and eventually go away. Uh, you know, I, I, I fish, uh, I don't know if it's the right word or not, but I fish terrified half the time. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm making full panic mode at every event I go to so, and, and the same here at Okeechobee, but it is different. I, I mean, it, it, what, what, what Florida is to me, and, and I think you'll understand this, you fish here a bunch. Florida is like your Zen place. If you can get in your little Zen spot, just relax and just slow everything down and just take it. Don't, you don't need 10 places. You don't need, you don't have to run from North to the South to the East to the, you're just going to calm down and you're just going to fish methodical and you're just going to find a couple areas that look good, feel good. And you're going to grind it out. And, and that's how you do it. And so, so it's a great lake to start the year off with because it's not a herky jerky lake. It's not right. like going to the Potomac where you're like, okay, I got to be over here because the tide's <laughs> going to be there. And then, and then the wind blew and it muddied that up and then the tide's going to be high here and we need to run down to there because whatever, you know, it's, you know, we have an hour to fish that, you know, or Kentucky Lake where you're jumping ledges, yeah, um, you sure. know, or, or, or running docks and you're worried like, man, I, I mean, I got to start on that one bank cause I saw three boats on it in yeah. practice. <laughs> or a sight fit, or a sight fish like, derb. <laughs> it's over, you yeah. know, yeah, here it's like, there's none of that, right? Yeah. There's none of that going on. And so, it's a great place to kind of huddle up for the year. That's why I used to call it up the huddle up. But for me, you know, yes, I have pressure, but, but it's, a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a calming thing. I'm just going to go into it, you know, with my head screwed on straight. I have to, you know, I know, I know how to prepare and I have to make the decisions. And if I, if I can, if I can prepare properly, find a couple areas that I like, and and make good decisions, whether it's north or south or whatever it may be, then then um, you know I, I should I should I feel I feel good yeah, that I have a good shot sure. at doing well, you know, and and that's that's what it is. So it's a different. It's a if I lived if I lived at Kentucky Lake <laughs> and every year the tournament went there, it would, you'd be a mess. There, listen, you speak you speak to the choir as a Pickwick boy. You know, I fished the Open down there last year, yeah. and it's a, it's a. It, man, it messes with your head. It just does, oh, yeah. man. It, it, oh my god, it, they all found my stuff. I, no I doubt. Spot like, oh, and now everybody knows about it. That's it's right. Just, oh, it's there's not. No, I, I, there's none of that here. Every, the lake resets every year. That's what so I was not, get, there's, getting. There's at, not one. Yeah. yeah. There's not one place that someone can say last year I killed or ushed them right here. I, I, there's that last there year won't be any factor. Yeah, there won't be any cover there at times when uh, you go back. That's what I was gonna gonna ask is. I mean, is this something that you do feel like you relearn that body of water as Absolutely. many days as you've spent on it? You relearn it every single year. I, I have, I have like, so you live at Pickwick, right? And you fish Pickwick right mm -hmm. now. If I said, take me fishing right now, we got to go to, you could take me without being on the lake for six months. You could run me to four or five places 
and we could probably catch them mm-hmm. pretty consistently because that's where you always catch them. Right. Right Seasonal, now, I haven't been yeah. on the lake. I haven't been on the lake in in, in months, and I call it, it always resets this time of year. So at what? So the cycle of the lake is you have wintertime, spring, uh, summer. Into summer, we get all the rain from the hurricanes. The lake comes up to its highest level. Uh, everything resets. All the outside fish come in. Everything resets, and so you have to relearn the lake. So right now, usually, usually n- mid November to December is when I start getting out there and I relearn the lake. If you told me right now we're going fishing right now, I would just be running areas that I think would be good. There's not one single spot I could take you to and say we're going to catch them here. This is where it's going we're here now. every year, <laughs> you know. And so, yes, you have to relearn it every every single every single year. You have to relearn it. That's uh, I, I love that about that place. I've been there yeah. many times, like you said, and I've never ever 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 caught them in the same area yeah. two yeah. years in a row. Hey, and hang, hang on one second, hang on one second. Hold your thought, and I bet you've never had this happen online. But I've got to grab this phone call. It's like literally four seconds. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. Oh, never mind. They hung up. Never mind. They hung up. <laughs> Was it the so president sorry. or something? Because no, I would not doubt that with you <laughs> or DeSantis. No, <laughs> I know. You know. What's funny is funny. So so funny. If you know DeSantis. It, no, I have a scheduled appointment for for this. We're we're fixing up a house for people to stay at when they okay. come here for the tournaments, and so we've got uh, deliveries and stuff coming. And uh, matter of fact, that's him now. Let me just hang on. Hang right. on one second. Ta- this will be the first low lifers press pause on I Scott guess, Martin. We live in Clueston. <laughs> they they can't come back. That's the way it is over here. So hang on one second. Hang on. I love it, Scott Martin. Everybody, <laughs> this is this is low budget live. We, uh, we don't edit, we just roll. And uh, Scott is like me. He's got a lot of irons in the fire. And uh, he was telling me yesterday about his remodel and some other family things he's got going on right now. So I appreciate him taking the time to uh, to do this. So this is like elevator music. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry Scott Martin's back. I was fixing to start humming oh elevator gosh. music. <laughs> no, I know. That's, no, man. Hey, listen, that's, that's it. I get it. I get it, man. They come all the way from the coast, and if you don't answer, they just go, they go back home, and then they say, we can get to you in a month because they don't come out here. But like once, three times a year, they come out this way. That's, that's amazing. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. But – um. That's funny, actually. No, that's low budget live right there, man. I'm good with that. That's what I said. I was like, listen, you guys know I don't edit anything. This is what we do here, right? This is Scott Martin taking a phone call, and I'm okay with it. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of the DeSantis thing, which is hilarious, so McCoy that works for me, my editor, he's sitting here in the office about a week ago, and his phone rings, and I'm sitting here at the desk, and I look over, and he goes, this Ron DeSantis calling me. And I look at his ID, and it says Ron DeSantis. Says Ron DeSantis. I'm, I'm like, dude, answer it. He's like, no, I'm not going to answer it. I'm like, you're not going to answer Ron DeSantis. The governor? You're putting, him, you're putting him. You're ghosting him, dude. Are you serious? So he wouldn't answer the phone. I was like, oh my god, Ron DeSantis just called your phone and you didn't answer it. McCoy was probably on Instagram posting some story yeah. or something about uh, deer hunting. No, knowing him, these or Bucky's. He's a Bucky's fan. I see his Bucky's <laughs> love of Bucky's all the time. Uh, well, dude, that's a, that's a perfect segue to something that Hallman and I talked about that I would love to to get your insight on for people. Because um, I don't think people realize what you go through as Scott Martin and Scott Martin media worldwide, whatever you want to call it, with all the things you have yeah. going on. You do the Scott Martin Challenge. You're, you're filming yeah. for that all the time. But your YouTube stuff, you're the first guy, and I've said this many times, but 
when I would be idling out in practice and you look over there and you, you got your vlog camera. What's up, everybody? You were like the first guy that ever saw doing yeah. that. I'm like, and I would be like, yeah. what the hell is he doing? What's the guy <laughs> no. doing over there? And then, you know, because I, I say this on the show a lot as well, like now we live in this time where YouTubers want to be pro fishermen and pro fishermen are YouTubers, but you've always, yeah. you've blended it for years and years and years and years and years. You were the first yeah. one to kind of get on that, that train, but speak to like how, how difficult your operation is because the tournament fish, if you just threw all that to the side and you're like, I'm yeah. a Bassmaster Elite Series pro, Scott Martin, yeah. and I'm going to compete oh, against yeah. the best in the world. That is one of the most difficult tasks you could ever do, trying to I make know. classics and trying to get wins. But with all these, and I mean, some people would consider them gigantic distractions. How do you do it? Yeah. How do you do well, it? I appreciate you pointing that out. I mean, you know, honestly, you know, I, I'm, I'm goal-driven, and, and, and I do this for – just because I want to try to be the best at everything that I do. And, 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 you know, growing up in the sport, you know, I, I, I just, I want to, I want to carry the torch as far as I can mm-hmm. for the next, for the next group of anglers and young people and everything I can do. So I appreciate you recognizing that because it is a lot of hard work. People, people that don't know me, they think that they think that, so I have McCoy, which has been yeah. a huge help to me. And, and, and before McCoy, we had, we had Brandon. Yep. And so I've always had a, a, an editor, you know, traveling with me because, it's literally impossible not to at the level that we're doing it. But, you know, I, I'm doing everything. I do all, I don't have a social media right, person. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm editing along with McCoy. I'm setting cameras up. I'm, you know, producing the TV shows. Uh, we're on the phone doing contracts. You know, it, it is, it is all aspects of the business, you know, a hundred percent run. And, um, and I think, I think a lot of people, they, they might not think that, you know, like, you know, I, I've been, I've been around, you know, some of these other guys and Jimmy and Hank and Bill and, 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 you know, they got a whole office and a whole team of yeah, people and for secretaries sure. and, you know, and I'm like, you know, I wish I had that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I am all titles uh, at once, you know, I so love it. It, 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 but at the same time, what it's allowed me to do over the years, you know, and I remember even, I remember even you know, back when websites were a thing, like, like before websites were a thing, like I learned how to build websites. Mm-hmm. Like I taught myself how to do front page and built my own guide service web page, and, and, you know, on and on and on. But, but anyways, where I'm going with that is that, that it's allowed me to understand all the aspects of the business. And so, you know, it, it is hard. I, I, I do envy, I do envy the guys that are simplistic, like Matt Erie and Brian Thrift and, 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 uh, some of these other guys that just literally, you know, can just sit back and just concentrate on catching a bass. I, I wish I had that luxury, but at the same time, uh, it, all this drives and just keeps me going. You know, I'm yeah. like a sprayed, I'm like a sprayed roach sometimes. You know, I'm bouncing <laughs> I, I know. I'm trying, well, trying to do it all, you yeah. know, but, 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 but it, it's, uh, it is, t- it's gotten tougher. I will, I will say that, you know, as I've gotten older, as, as people, you know, expect more, you know, that's the one thing when, yes. you, when you, when you do, when you do, when you do it and then they want a little more and they want a little yes, more and they expect sure. more. And so it, it mushrooms into, you know, so, so yes, if you know somebody, I need to hire a full-time <laughs> social media person. You hear it now, but putting the job deal out, they can just email us or Instagram me, but I do, I need to hire somebody that can, can help manage, uh, all aspects of social, all aspects of the deliverables that we need for sponsors, you know, can kind of the back office type stuff. So, yeah. What, what? Know, so we can, we can keep all that going, but what? it's, uh, it's, 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 
it, it is stressful, but it, it's, it's what drives me. Well, and I know, man, from, from fishing against you for a few years, but then being around you on the water and then watching you on Bassmaster Live and all that, like, and watching your videos, of course, once you roll out from the dock, <laughs> Scott, yeah. Scott, vlogging Scott, now you do a great job in updating throughout the day, but, like, you're all business when it comes to tournament. Like, you, you are yeah. one of the most competitive human beings I've ever been around. Like, you, you, you said that you're like a cage rat running around. Like, you yeah. want to you wanna beat everybody's brakes off like you do. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think separates – you from so many others as well as that competitive drive. But I find it interesting to hear you say, because I love this and because I, this is something that me and, and a few guys talk about all the time is I've, I've got buddies that fish, you know, whatever level of fishing, not the mm-hmm. elite, not the top level. And they're like, Hey man, I'm going to hire a social media guy. And I'm like, Hey, um, Scott Martin doesn't have one. So maybe you shouldn't do that. Or <laughs> yeah, Gerald right. Swindle doesn't have one or Brandon Paul, like they right. do it their, themselves. And yeah, maybe you shouldn't look at that. So that's always a joke of mine. I'm like, why do you have a Mm -hmm. social person, bud? Like calm down. Scott Martin's out here, you know, chasing down the classic winning FLW angler years and forest wood cups. And he's doing it all himself. I think you can as well. And, and I think that's what will always separate guys like a Polinick or a Scott Martin from the rest of the crowd, man. And, and, and I, I think I applaud you for what you've done because the YouTube world was very, you know this, man. It was hot. It was hostile from the pro anglers towards the YouTube world, right? Yes, you, right. You, yeah, you, it you remember that? It, it was. It was for a long time, and now that's seeming that's right. all gone away. But it was oh, yeah. because they're like, whoa, hey, these guys have a place in this world because pro fishermen were defending their turf. I felt like, but you were like, hey, guys, I'm gonna slide over here into both of these, and yep. and you were very, you were, but you your impact on the youth. That was something that I really started noticing, like 2018, 2019, on tour, you would do these mm-hmm. meetups, and these kids would show up, or we would be at the Forest Wood Cup, and you would be mm-hmm. out there on the water, and we'd be at the TH booth, and there'd be a little kid come by with a Scott Martin Challenge hat on, he'd say, do you know if Scott's going to be here today? And really? it was just, cool. a, it, but, cool. it, but it would happen so many times a day, and you're yeah. like, this is, his impact is is fantastic, man. So, I applaud you for everything you do. I know I know you're a, a positive guy. You're an upbeat guy, but I know there are days. It's like Holman and I talked about where you're going to wake up and be like, "Hey, McCoy, not not this morning." Like I, you know what I mean. Like I don't want to. I mean, I, I I rode in five footers yesterday to try to catch small. I'm I'm good this morning. We don't have to film it. I, so I, cause I've been there, done that. I understand. But you you man, you play through the pain a lot for sure. And you uh, well, I hang it all out there. I I want. I, I mean, you know, to answer. To, going back to what you said about friends wanting to hire social media people. And, and, and I do need to hire somebody, but I want them to, I want, I need to hire somebody that can help with the deliverables and making sure that the, 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 yeah, the Memorial day take, posts are yeah, up, that's all, right. you know, the stuff that we need to, to do and can kind of help build, build some promotional things around yeah. anyways. But, but when you do your own social, you understand your fan base, mm-hmm. you, 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 when you live it and breathe it and, and, you know, and when we're doing the YouTube stuff, you know, I'm showing fish that get off. I'm showing, yeah. I'm showing my line break every once in a while, you know, and it's not the line's fault. It's my fault. I didn't check my line mm-hmm. or I pulled too hard over a dock or whatever, you know, whatever stupid little thing I do. You know, we, we hang it all out there. And, and, and I think the fans appreciate that because I, I don't hide anything. I've never, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've said a few bad words probably that we bleeped <laughs> out or not put in, but it happens, man. but, but every, 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 I don't know. I've ever cut anything out of the video. I don't think I've ever said, I'm not putting that in there. You know, I, I look stupid or, you know, that's embarrassing. I just put it in and it is what it is. And so I think that's what people appreciate because 
you know, it, it is real. And, and it, and it, for me, it's, it, it's part of what helps drive me too. It's what it's kind of morphed into. I'm not sure I kind of thought that that's how it would be when I started, but, but I, I fish, this might sound weird, but I'm, I fish for my family, obviously number one, but I fish for them. Like I'm, oh, I'm yeah. fishing for my that. fans. Like yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do everything I can and be as real as I can for them because, because at the end of the day, it's, it's not, it's not the check that you get that I put in the bank that I forget about it. That's not it. You know, the win in the tournament, I got a trophy here behind me and I appreciate that way more than the money. I mean, the no money doubt. obviously puts food on the table and keeps, keeps my kids in school and allows me to, to put, you know, do Go my saltwater fishing. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but it's, 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 it's that when I read the comments on my, on my pages and, and, you know, and I feel the connection with my fans, it's really what, what I get drives it. me to do it. I get, I get it, man. And I see that. I see that in your posts. I see that, you know, uh, I've seen it at inv- events in person, you know, people, they, they like to pull for their heroes and, and dude, I, I saw that when you announced, Hey, I, hey we did it. And you said we did yeah. it. Like when you're going to the yeah. classic, which was how this journey started to come back to bass and, 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 you know, do something that Roland, which it's hard to say he didn't do something. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's incredible I know. really to think about that. That was something that, that eluded him, but that you have this chance to, to go in there and just, you know, finish the Martin story off with a classic trophy. And, and man, I, it, it's, it's really, it's really cool. And, and something that Holman and I also talked about last week that you were the prime example I brought up is dude in 2019, we, we did this podcast, um, mm-hmm. three years ago, you were jumping off the ledge. You had been, you had fished some bass. I remember where stuff. I was sitting. Yeah. I remember where I was sitting. I was on Lake Okeechobee on the phone with you <laughs> yeah. on the East Wall in a, uh, in a, in a yeah. boat trail. I remember. I, I, remember. <laughs> I told you yesterday, I remember it was, uh, it was crazy because my grandfather had just passed away and you and I had yeah. scheduled and I actually got the call that morning that he had passed. And it's always a day I just, I just remember and, yeah. And you, uh, and this announcement had came out and I, I was, I was, uh, very excited to talk to you about it. Cause I was, I decided to stop fishing the tour as well. And Bradley and, and, uh, fat Todd castle down as I like to call him yeah. and, and Upshaw it all left at the same time. And, uh, and man, you, you had this career that I would say was secure, right? Like you're Mr. Top 10, mm-hmm. you're tournament winning over there at, at, at FLW, you know, you know the hurdles. You know where the landmines lay, so to speak. So yeah. you had been there for many. You were you were their guy, their superstar mm-hmm. over there. And dude, you just pull the ripcord and go, yeah. "Hey, I'm going to battle it out through these opens." And it wasn't easy, Scott. Was it? Oh, no. I mean, it wasn't. No, no. I mean, you by the. I mean, it, you slid yeah, in yeah. there. I mean, you mm-hmm. were very close to being like Holman in that. It almost mm-hmm. became a two year or multi year battle because. I think people, and I I say this because I see so many comments all the time about the opens, the opens, the opens, and oh man, well, they're killing my shot being a pro. I don't think people realize how hard it is. Right. Yeah, that was, you know, that whole, that whole process was interesting. You know, you know, I had many conversations with FLW. I have so much, I'm a loyal guy. I mean, I'm I'm loyal to the the bone and, and with my sponsors and with my friends and with, you know, the industry. And so, you know, I, I, I felt, I felt, I felt, it was hard to leave FLW. Mm-hmm. It was hard oh, to leave. Of course. You know, I talked to Kathy Fennell. I talked to, to Dave and all mm-hmm. those guys and, Great and, and Bill Taylor, believe it or not, you know, I, I, I really, <laughs> oh, really, 
<laughs> old Bill. Uh, you know, but it was tough to leave. But but you know, and it's and and you know, and eventually I did get an invite to fish the major league fishing thing right. on the pro tour. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't realize that, but that came right. late. That came late. It was kind of a deal that 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 at the time wasn't on the table, but then it did. But you know, all these decisions. But at the end of the day, it's like when this is all over with, I don't want to have a regret, right? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, and and I grew up. You know, I grew up going to the Bassmasters Classic, watching my dad compete. I remember sitting with Clun's family and, <laughs> and them when he won one of the tournaments. I don't know if it was his fourth one or third one, but I remember sitting in the audience with them. Um, you know, and, and so watching that and being part of that. And then, of course, dad fishing, as long as he did not have an opportunity to win. You know, and I gave FLW everything that I had, you know, for those 20 years. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go in head first and, and, and I'm gonna have to start over. And, you know, as much as I would like to got the phone call from Bass that they would have said, Hey, <laughs> come on, come over. on in, man. You deserve it. You <laughs> yeah, know? That's right. I, I, look, would I pass that up? No, <laughs> that's right. But of course. I sure am glad that, that I did it the way that I did it because not all, there's not a lot of people on the tour right now. There's more every year, but there's not a lot of people on the tour that have gone that route yeah that's you know, right break, break down the 96 guys or whatever we got not all 96 have done that route there was there's a lot of them that have been invited which was great like i said i would have taken that invite on heartbeat but, not not but, not throwing names out there but matt airy scott canterbury no i don't listen i just let, thing, i, I yeah, like to give them a hard time yeah, <laughs> no they're taking anything away from those guys canterbury got invited said. in one aoy buddy <laughs> he he belongs yeah. you know what i mean i'm no, just yeah, I'm messing. That has nothing to, yeah, of course yeah, yeah. That, but i would have 100 done it i of mean course. i was hoping that i would get that call I yeah mean, you know i was hoping that they would say hey look with your with your with your body of work that you've done over 20 years and the tournaments you've won that you deserve to be here and so but it didn't happen it's fine and then when it when it became evident it didn't, I, I I had to I had to do what I had to do. But I'm 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 as proud of that as as anything else in my career at this point. You know, like yeah. I really that whole it was scary as crap. You know, I had called <laughs> on my sponsors and I had to tell them this is what we're doing and this might be this might be a two or three year process. It might be I might not ever make it. I don't know. You know, and and uh, but it was it was tough. It was very very tough. And then. And then, of course, you know, uh, we had Hallman and Andrew and Castledine and I, <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, we're all just every single tournament we sat around at dinner counting points up and yeah. scheming and trying to figure out how we can pull all this off because we wanted all of us to go. Like, we all just, as, I mean, Hallman and Bradley wanted me to make it. I wanted to make it. Of course. We all, we're all in this, like, club, you know, like we're all in this little gang of of guys with the same dream and, and, and um you know, and, and we fought like so ridiculously hard that year. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. The amount of, of love and teamwork and support that we all gave each other throughout that whole year. It was something special. I don't know if anybody's ever, a group's ever quite done what we did with that, you know, just on a personal level. Like we were all just, you know, we all roomed together. We all just helped each other every chance we could. And, you know, just and 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 when the dust settled, you know, unfortunately, I was the only one that came out of the right the deal, and I had to leave those guys behind. And I I remember I remember when that was the last tournament. I remember when when we found out that I made it. As excited as I was, it was hard to be excited around them because I knew what it meant. <clears throat> I knew what it meant to them that as ha- as happy as they could be for me, they were sitting there 
with knots in their stomach, knowing that they didn't make it and they got to figure out how to do this again. And so it was, it was a, it was a, it was an interesting uh, time in my life, you know? Oh, and yeah. so it was neat just to be able to see, you know, I'll talk to Andrew every single tournament this year, you know, with a game plan, you know, tell me what, tell me what your game plan is. Tell me, you know, and, and I talked to Hallman a few times and, and, and Castle Dine, of course, and, you know, to kind of follow those guys along this year. And, and then now Hallman's, you know, in, awesome you know for him and and now we just got to get andrew and you know i don't know if todd's going to do the whole nine again i don't know if he's yeah, going to do that i don't but I know andrew, i don't know i don't know yeah well, but andrew will you know and so hopefully we can you know hopefully we can pray him in this next year and he can get in and you know what you could but, do but, with andrew you could sneak him in your rod locker and bring him along i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> Listen, Upshaw, Upshaw and I were in uh, Todd's. I got on Todd's YouTube live the other night. He was interviewing Holman and, and Upshaw and I ended up in the chat together, which is never, never good for yeah. anyone. And uh, just, just giving each other a hard time. And, and, uh, and obviously my go-to with Upshaw is always a short joke. Cause you gotta, you gotta give my little buddy, I gotta give him a hard time, but yeah, uh, I had yeah. to say He's that. short and competitive. And, oh, is he oh. ever, is oh, yeah. he ever, he and I were at the Harris chain one time. And uh, we got in the same canal. And we were, of course, he's a great sight fisherman, and I love to sight fish. And and he was standing up on his graph, and I said, "Upshaw!" Like I yelled down the canal. I said, "You know, I'm still taller than you, and you're standing on the <laughs> He's like power pulled down, working one, and he's just like got the hood on. I'm like, "Upshaw!" Like I because I wanted to be fishing for it because it was a big one. Dang it! And yeah. He beat me to it, but uh, yeah, I, Upshaw will get there, man. He he is. I don't. I think uh, I actually did a Bassmaster podcast with Ronnie and Kyle Jesse yesterday, and we were talking about this very situation with you guys coming in, and it was almost assumed that you guys would just sweep the opens and all four here you go in the elite. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was kind of yeah. the perception. Everybody was just, and myself included, I thought, oh well, all my buddies are going to be in the elites next year, no, yeah. no problem. And then two hundred twenty-five boats and different variables and mm-hmm. these, you know, all, all these things. And for you, it did come down to that that last event and. I talked oh, yeah. to Todd uh, probably more than anybody in that group that year. Just and he's like, man, you know, talking about how stressful it was and how stressed you were and Hallman and Upshaw and and uh, so I know you guys were all pulling for each other. And I know Hallman told me you were the very first one. He's like the first phone call I got whenever the the mm. it went yep. through with Scott. He's like he called me and and uh, and so uh, man, that's that's all. Those are those are good 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 dudes. You know that mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and great anglers, man. I mean. Uh, oh, yeah. You guys all sharing information is scary for the rest of the field. Uh, something that you, you brought up, like growing up in the sport, obviously, like you did, uh, for a lot of children, and, and no matter what walk of life their parents are, I feel like they do get lost in the, in the shadow, so to speak, of their parents at times, especially if their parents mm-hmm. are larger than life. And your dad is. Roland Martin is yep. that, that, that guy uh, I was talking about before I got you on. He's one of those guys very much like Mr. Huntley that we lost from TH Marine this week. Just that, that big presence, old school bass fishing. But your life could have gone any direction, you know, I, 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 would, I would assume. Did it ever – did you ever have a thought of, yeah, I'm not going to do what he did? Not to say that you are doing what he did because you you got so many different things going on than your dad, right? He was TV and tournaments. But now, I mean, with YouTube, like you, there's just a lot of different avenues to be a, 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 an influencer, a television host, whatever you want to call it, a personality in fishing. But was there ever a thought in your mind growing up like, yeah, I don't want to do that? Or were you just always, because I know you fished with him a ton as a kid, but 
or was it just always that was your path? You yeah. were just going to do it. Yeah, well, it's actually actually the misconception is I didn't fish with them a ton as a kid. Oh, okay. See, I thought you did. I thought you yeah. did. Okay. Yeah, okay. no, I didn't. Uh, and, and, and and obviously for no, no real reason other than he just wasn't here. Yeah, I mean, you gotta I realize yeah, yeah, that yeah. If, you know when you're when you're looking at, <laughs> yeah. you know, I started my fishing career twenty twenty two years ago or whatever it was. So, you know, before that, I mean, we we didn't. There was no FaceTime. There was no. Yeah. There was no. You know, schedules were different back then. Like he would leave and he'd be gone. He'd be gone for months. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, I, I fished with him, but but way way less than anybody okay. ever could ever imagine. So you know, for me growing up. I think what got me in the professional fishing side of things, probably more than I hate to say it more than maybe my dad was me growing up here on the lake and being around the marina yeah. and being around the fishing guides and fishing local tournaments here. But I kind of had to do it on my own. I mean, the very first tournament I ever fished, I fished it with my other buddy. It was 14. I mean, I didn't fish. <laughs> I didn't wow. do the route. Like a lot of, a lot of young kids say, okay, I started fishing tournaments with my dad. Or I started fishing tournaments with this older guy, you know, for years and, you know, back then they didn't have high school tournaments and all that. Yeah. So it was just me hooking up the boat at 15, not even having a driver's license and driving it to the boat ramp and launching <laughs> with my other buddy. And, you know, we had long hair and rode skateboards <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and just doing it, you know, because it was fun and that's what we wanted to do, you know? And, and so as I grew up, you know, going through college uh, and being around the Marina, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to run the marina one day, and that was kind of an idea that I, I had in my heart. But then I also, you know, started guiding, and I've always enjoyed that. And then, you know, the tournament thing, it, it kind of surprised me. Now, I knew that I was going to fish tournaments and give it at least one shot at some point, but I wasn't probably like a lot of the young kids are today where they're like, you know what, I want to just graduate high school or graduate college and just jump right into this thing right now. Mm-hmm. I was kind of, I didn't have a time frame in my head. I don't, I don't remember ever thinking like, I can't wait to graduate high school. I can't wait to get done with this because I'm going to go jump on tour. But, you know, FLW came here and I fished as a co-angler. Yep. And uh, Rob Newell beat me. I came in second. <laughs> Come on. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rob Newell beat me here. He beat me by like six ounces. And, uh, and then that year I fished as a co-angler. FLW is like, hey, I just did it for this one tournament because we're hosting the event. And they're like, hey, if you want to fish these other ones, you know, we'll hold a spot for you on the cover side. Yeah. The next one's at Lanier and then blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, what the heck? Let me try it and see what happens. So then long story short, I went angler of the year on yep. the on the co-angler side, won a boat. And, 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 you know, then the buzz starts happening. And, you know, I've got a couple opportunities for some a sponsorship opportunity. And then FOW is like, hey, by the way, you've got a guaranteed spot in the pro side if you want to take it. You know, you want angler of the year. I'm like, well, I get, let me, let here me we just, go. Let yeah. Me, yeah, let me try it, you know, and I'd fished a few bass opens at the time and done okay, you know, pretty good. First term I fished here, I did real well in the bass opens, but, you know, it was just kind of like taking, I, I remember thinking, it was kind of like this, like, let me fish the co-angler thing and see how that works out. If it doesn't work out, I'll go back to work. Oh, wow. I want to go the year. Okay. Let me try the tour for a year and. If it doesn't work out, I'll go back to work. And then that, you know, I won the second tournament. And so, you know, the, and then I finished off the year. I remember finishing sixth uh, at Pickwick in my very, very first year. I finished first in one and sixth in another and had a good, you know, I had a pretty good year. Yeah. And so it was, it was just, it was just, that's kind of how the whole thing started. And then, but, but for me, for me, I, I didn't, 
even though I'm following my dad's footsteps, I wanted to not follow in his footsteps right. with sponsorship stuff. And that's really, to be honest with you, why I was more eager to fish FLW than bass at the time. Cause I wanted to carve my own path. That, that, if that was, that was for me, it was like, okay, dad had his career on bass. That was his tour. And I can take the new FLW and do my own thing. I love it. And yeah. make my own mark. And so I remember, I remember like dad was sponsored by Mercury, still sponsored by Mercury. Yep. I didn't call Mercury. I called Evan Rudolph. Yeah. I said, Hey guys, that's, you know, I, the first boat I ever had to had a GT Johnson GT 150 on, on the back of it. You know, it was an old boat that I, that, that my grandmother had bought me. I'm like, Hey, let's, let's talk, you know? And so every sponsor I had for the most part, I didn't go asking my dad to give me a phone number for yeah. sponsorship. So I remember my wife and I, we flew to Chicago and I met with, with OMC at the time. And I made a little media kit myself in my wow. office with a little binder and took pictures. And I bought a, I bought this, um, I don't know if you remember this, you might not remember this, but this was kind of cool. Actually, I bought this trailer. I don't even know how I found this thing sooner made a trailer. And my boat went inside of it. Enclosed, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. it was an enclosed trailer, yeah. and I bought this thing. It was a bumper tow, thirty-one <laughs> feet long. Yeah, and I, I thought, that. I thought, okay, here, how can we do this? This is, this trucks were not wrapped back then. Yeah, Boats that's right. were not wrapped back then. Nothing. It's just like embroidery on your shirt and a sticker <laughs> on the windshield. That was about the extent of, yeah. of 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 our exposure. And I remember thinking, let me let me buy this trailer, and I can put my boat inside it, and I'll. I'm going to treat this like NASCAR and I'm going to, I'm going to section off the trailer. I'm going to sell spots because I have nothing else to sell, right? I haven't won tournaments yet. I want to get closing over the year, but whatever. I don't have a whole lot to sell. So I need to sell this trailer as impressions. So I went and did all the the calculations on the DOT traffic and, you know, like you normally would these days, yeah. this was 25 years ago. <laughs> and, and I did all that. And I went and I flew to Chicago with my wife and, and we, we sat down with OMC and I sold them, part of the trailer for X amount of dollars. And then I went and I just kept doing that over and over again. And I filled up the trailer and that's what got me my first year's worth Unreal. of sponsorship money to go out and pay entry fees and travel. You know, and it wasn't much. I mean, I think it wasn't much at all, really. I mean, you're starting out, but it was, you know, I just kind of did it my own way. And I, and yeah. I like that, you know, and, and, and I don't, you know, a lot of people over the years might not know that, but it was, it was neat. So I did that forever. And then dad retired you know, basically halfway through my first season, he kind of quit fishing. That's when he kind of went in full retirement. And, yeah. um, and then I went on for X amount of years and he kind of came back, you know, and fished FLW for a few years yeah. and that was fun. And, and then, so then it just made sense for me to progress into, I felt like it was enough time to, you know, from a, Hey, let's go and finish unfinished family business, you yeah. know? So it, it's, it, it, it sounds super planned out, but it kind of wasn't. But at the same time, I just kept navigating through the well, whole decision part. I, of I everything. think maybe so people, little, like you said, assume that it's planned out, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, we're, of course, rolling son. It's it's a little bit right. like my, my buddy Trey Swindle. He's Gerald's nephew. Oh, well, Gerald gives yeah. him everything. Or he's got the same sponsors. Right. And he doesn't. He doesn't. He's mm -hmm. on his own path. He's doing his own thing. Now, Gerald yeah. certainly gives him advice and, and does help sure. him. But he yeah. – he, I've always noticed that about you is that other than maybe Bass Pro Shops at times, you and your dad yeah. have never really been aligned in any spot. You've right. always been doing yeah. doing your thing and your dad's doing his um, uh, way different sponsors most of the time. Uh, yeah. But that that kind of brings me to 
uh, this family thing you guys have, now you've got Hillary, I, I mean, just mm -hmm. out there doing it. How did, how does that start? Does she, do, is this something that, that, that you go, okay, I think you should maybe do this. You love fishing. You've got a great personality. You like being on camera, or is this something she comes to you and says, Hey dad, I see everything you're doing. Cause I've got yeah. kids in this age range that yeah. are like, Hey dad, I, I kind of want right. to get into this or that. Right. They see yeah. what I'm doing. And my youngest in particular, he's 11. He's talks podcast all the time and, uh, for, for better or worse. Right. And, uh, <laughs> podcasts are great. Yeah. Oh, they're fantastic, man. You're doing I have a great, great with it. Thanks. Buddy. Yeah. I have a great time, but, but is that something she comes to you and go, Hey, help me do this. Help yeah. me. I want to, I want to create Hillary's path. You, you, separated from Roland's path. You did your own thing, created your own star. I love fishing in the outdoors. I'm going to do this because now I see her in the high school turn. She's, she's not only making videos, she's in turns. How, how does that come about for you guys? You know, it's, 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 uh, I'm trying to, I was sitting here trying to think how, how do I, how do I describe Hillary in, in a few words when it comes to that? Right. And, and, and the best way for me to say it is like, what Hillary is, is the best of my dad <laughs> and the best of me molded together. All right. And that she has 100% on her own path. This is all her doing. She's had a passion for fishing, um, not tournament fishing, passion for fishing and the outdoors since she was two years old. Like it was crazy. And, and she literally, it is what feeds her soul. Like she, you can she literally comes home from school and has 30 minutes to get ready to put her soccer cleats on in soccer season or 30 minutes to get her softball practice outfit on. And she literally sometimes comes home. We check her out. Sometimes she will call us in Vegas, please <laughs> mom, check me out for an hour early so I can go and fish. I have to fish. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a medicine for her. It's a therapy for her. It's, it's a, it's another, I wasn't like, I mean, I love fishing. I I'm not at the level she's at like That's crazy. passion wise. Like it, it, it's another, there's something happened there. There's a nuclear explosion that went on the far <laughs> side, wow. but she is super devoted to it. She, she, you know, I don't know if she's going to fish tournaments, you know, and try to go fish on the elites. She may, but she, she's, she's approaching it from a pure passion. She loves the sport of fishing. She loves educating people. She loves taking people fishing. She loves just seeing this and she loves to be, she, she likes the fact that she's a woman in a male dominated sport. Yeah. She, oh, she yeah. wants to be that beacon of light for women anglers. That's what, that's her passion. Right. And, and she wants to break barriers, you know, and, and there's been several, there's been a handful of girls that have, that have broken the barrier in the bass fishing, For you sure. know, Trait Zaldane and, 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 and some of these other girls. And I, I Christi Christine, Christine, right Christine Fisher's yes. one now on that kayak yes. scene, but she's, yeah, she's Christine's doing great. Yeah, she's, she's doing, doing amazing fantastic. things. Yeah. Yes. Christine and Hillary's great friends with her. Yeah, and, absolutely. I and, uh, see but, that. You know, we've seen the girls over the years compete and, and, but, but Hillary, Hillary and even Christine, you know, they have, they have such a, they, they're approaching it from such a different angle now with, with social media and the videos mm -hmm. and, and, and being able to reach a whole nother audience. But she, she has, has a, a passion for it. And I'll tell you a neat story. This is and, and people that are listening will appreciate this and they'll understand what I mean by passion, right? Because it's not, it's not 
there, there's some people, there's a lot of people in this world. There's, there's a couple types of fishermen, right? There's some fishermen that love to fish because they like to catch a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. They, man, they want to catch 30, 40, 50 fish. They just, that's what drives them. Right. And they have a bad day on the water and only catch three or four. It's like the worst day ever. And there's some people that like the fight. Like they, they just think the fight of a fish is the most amazing thing ever. They just love these big fights. So if it's not a big fish and a big fight, they're a little disappointed. And then there's some people like me and others, and most likely you and, and, and Hillary for sure. It's it's the challenge of catching a fish. It's trying to figure out, mm-hmm. like, I want to do this. I'm going to go here. I'm going to throw this lure. Like Hillary does not want me to ever tell her where to cast. She never wants me to tell her, like, you should do that. She, I can give her advice to a certain point, and then she kind of gets frustrated. Like, she doesn't <laughs> want me. She wants to learn it herself. Like, it is the, the passion. And so what happened one day with trick or fishing out here in the lake, and it was, and it was my dad was there with us. We went fishing. We had Rob from uh, Guggen, you know, Gu- Rob yeah. Trickler, Hunter's TV. He was in the boat with us, and we all went fishing. And, and, and we were only going to be out there, like, noon. And we didn't bring a lot of waters and Hillary's in the boat with us. And we're throwing swim baits in the grass. And it was just one of those days where we were catching a few big ones and she never, never landed one. Like she had a couple bites and it was just a bad day. And, and 12 o'clock came, we're out of water. And then next thing you know, we're just fishing throughout the rest of the day. Like we're, we're, we're thirsty, we're tired, <laughs> we're sunburned and it's dark. It is dark. We're coming in at dark and she has zero fish for the day. And, and I'm feeling bad. She's sunburnt. Like we're not prepared. Like we borrowed water from a boat that was fishing. Like, <laughs> hey, can we have a water? Like it was that bad. And, and, I, and the whole time I'm thinking like, this is, this might scar her. Like, yeah. She might not ever want to fish again, you know? And she's just down and she says, Hey, do you think we can go tomorrow? Mm, that's I, it. I, I, I really want to go tomorrow because I really want to catch these fish. Like the challenge is catching the fish. It's the, it's figuring it out. And that's what drives her. And that's what, in my opinion, separates her from, from many, many, many anglers in, in this sport is that she, she's driven by that. That's... It's the challenge of catching a fish, not 50 fish, not a big fish. You know, she wants to catch a big one, of course, but that's what, that's what drives her. So I'm super proud of her work ethic and super proud of her fashion. And she just amazes me how, She's just got a special something going on. We did that high school tournament at St. John's about three weeks ago, and she we finished or they finished fifth the first day and fifth again the second day. Um, and and Hillary the second day just picked up a jerk bait out of out of out of the blue and started chunking it around. I saw some bait and she saw some bait on the grass, and I remember thinking like I almost told her to put it down. Yeah, like I, I almost like in my mind I was like, why she wasting time? Like, what are we doing? And and I didn't. I bit my tongue. I just sat there, you know, because you know you can't run the boat. I'm sitting right. in the seat. I'm just like watching her, dude. She all of a sudden she goes, "There he is!" And she gets like a five pound on this jerk bait. And I'm like, "That was freaking cool," because like she she outthought me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then she put then she we got in the boat. She netted it, or Rafe netted it, and she got in the boat. And then boom, caught two more, finished up the limit, and like that made the whole tournament like we finished she, they finished fifth that day again That's so based cool. on that little that little that little instinct you know and um you know so she's very versatile i'm super proud of her because growing up here in florida you just don't get a chance to fish a lot of different baits that's and, very true yeah and and i think i think what in a way i think it's what helps 
a lot of Florida anglers, when you look at Florida anglers in, in general and you sick, and I, it's crazy how these Florida anglers come out of them. They go to all these lakes and they catch them pretty good. You know, John Cox and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and Mike Sermon and, and, and the lanes and, you know, uh, you know, on and on and on. Right. It's because in my, for me, especially when I go somewhere like a Kentucky Lake or a Pickwick or a Champlain or a Potomac River, it's like going on this fishing vacation where like my mind's blown up. Like that's like the most cool thing ever. I'm like, wow, look at this, look at this and look at that. Like, I'm, it, it's like, it's like a shiny new toy. You know, when, 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 when you, when you grew, when you live in the part of the country where you see all that all the time, yes, you become good at knowing what to do, but you're also not driven maybe as much by the excitement of something new. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, like I get when I go it. to Champlain, I'm looking around the whole time going, this is freaking amazing. Yeah. There's nothing in oh, South Florida that looks like that. You know? Yeah. When I go yeah. to Gunnersville and I'm looking at the mountains up to Gunnersville and the grass beds and the river and the water, and I'm like, this is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. So you fish with this level of excitement. It, it helps push you through those tough days because you're so happy to be seeing what you're seeing and it's exciting. It's, it, it's kind of like when you go to Florida for the first time, you see all these targets in grass and everything is great. And you're, <laughs> that's why people like fishing in Florida too, you know, cause it's so interesting and, well, it just you know, looks like exciting. bass heaven, right? When you're from, right. say, on the on the opposite end of that spectrum, it's what you're saying. Like, I leave Tennessee the first time when I'm I'm in high school when I get to go to Okeechobee, and I look out there, and oh, my God, there's these lily pads and these reeds and yeah. this eelgrass and dollar pad. What? And it looks like there's a bass every three feet. But there are yeah. also dangers in that because everything yeah. looks good, and you realize after going there time and time again, oh, there's a difference. There's a, there's a uh, you know – there are little subtleties to all of these Florida fisheries and all these yep. different types of grasses. And, and it's, uh, it, it's, but it's, it's very interesting to hear you say that you think about how many Florida anglers are very successful around the country, but do yeah. not face the, 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 the situations that you do on a national mm-hmm. trail. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah. it's, 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 and it's I think cool. too being in Florida, it's mostly natural. It's all natural lakes, right? For we sure. don't really have reservoirs here. So we're fishing natural lakes and, and little things in Florida, i.e. water temperature, i.e. water clarity, uh, i.e. Uh, time of the year, mm-hmm. uh, moon phase, and just knowing like how that water clarity and the vegetation and how it looks and feels dictates your, your senses, right? And like, oh, this is going to be good. So you pay attention to a lot more things in Florida in a way. You calculate, subconsciously calculate a lot more stuff when you think about it because you know maybe not pickwick's a good example because you have current and different things like that but you know you, you a lot of lakes you're just you're just really just looking at, at is it cloudy is it sunny and what you know is it, it what's what's going on with you know there's, there's not as many variables sometimes that's a fact you know you just kind of go through the motions a lot just try to find the fish but in florida you know you can be on a you can be on a group of a giant big giant wad of fish and one of those things change just a little bit and you don't catch any <laughs> oh to preaching to the choir my friend <laughs> yeah. Yeah. first yeah. open i ever fished on okeechobee i was like guess what boys this tennessee redneck's fixing to blow the doors off this thing and then the <laughs> yeah. uh wind changed direction and then the first day i was mm-hmm. like oh this water got a little dirtier i'm from the tennessee river they like dirty water i'll mm-hmm. just change mm-hmm. what i'm doing mm-hmm. and then you don't get a bite ever yep. uh yeah yep. been there done that man but uh 
I, 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 man, I appreciate your time so much, Scott. And uh, I want to end with this today. Uh, looking forward to that. Looking ahead to that classic, man. What are your What are your thoughts going into Knoxville? I mean, are you already starting to do that research? I mean, I know you've I know you've been to that venue a few times in tournaments over the years, or a couple times anyways, but uh, are you starting to look ahead? Do you research? Are you getting the butterflies about pulling into the arena in that in that trocar battle wagon, yeah. as you call it? I mean, what what uh, what are you what are you starting to think here? You know, I haven't done a lot of prep as far as, like, looking at maps or really kind of scheming out what I think, you know, areas that I need to focus on. You know, we, we were there last year. Was it the, the it was, first? I believe yeah. it was last year, yeah. Last year, yeah. Beginning of the year, I think so. Yeah, when Gussie was won. Yeah, was that last year? Yeah, yeah last was... February, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it was. It's crazy. So, uh, I feel like everything blends together. But, but yes, yeah, so, you know, it, it's going to be different, obviously, uh, from when there. But, but, but those fish were starting to head and get on that pattern. So, I, I, I kind of have an idea of, of how I'm going to fish it. Okay. You know, it's just going to be a matter of, you know, finding a couple, couple key areas that where you can blast the, the X factor on that deal. That's got me a little nervous and I've done over the years, I've done a lot of research on this, on this point, And I, and I always come up dry and, you know, I, I guess I should have really beat the bushes harder, you know, over the years to try to figure this out. But that time of the year, those big small mouth on Teleco show up. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, I know nothing about it. I know, I don't, I don't know who wins the tournaments. I don't know where they win the tournaments, but I always hear the stories year after year that man, so-and-so won the last four tournaments in a row on Teleco with 25 pound bags of small mouth. Yep. yep. You hear that. And it happens. And then they go away. Those guys never catch them again the rest of the year, but, but for three or four weeks and it's in that, it falls in that, in that range and that happens. And so that's the X factor. And in a classic where you can catch a possible 23, 24, 25 pound bag would almost guarantee a win. That's a fact on that fishery. You yeah. Know? And so, you know, th- there's two ways to approach that. You, you go out and just try to catch your 14, 15 pounds a day and, and hope that you can just squeak it out by the skin of your teeth. Or do you, do you go and, and, and put all your eggs and try to figure out how to find those go small mouth and if you can connect with them one or two days it's over that's a fact and 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 so. i mean and that's not one you're you know you're not trying to finish 13th in that one i know you right <laughs> right yeah <laughs> you right. know you're not you're not i mean that's that's not the, and, and nobody in that event's like oh well i had a good tournament finished 14th nobody mm. nobody wants to do that everybody wants that trophy yeah. everybody wants the confetti everybody wants that that jason christie moment from last year in thompson yeah. bowling arena in knoxville and good old rocky top um, yeah, man, what a, what it's going to be, it's going to be a good one, Scott. And, uh, yeah. I look forward to seeing what you do in it, man. I know that, uh, I know you'll be ready and, uh, I think it'd be a pretty freaking, uh, gigantic exclamation point on an amazing life and career. If, uh, you can wrap that, would that be up. A, that would be a true blessing. It would be a true blessing. And, and it would, it would, uh, it would definitely, uh, you know, it would, it'd be, a, it'd be a nice, it'd be a nice chapter in the book. No, no doubt about it. <laughs> Scott Martin, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate what you do and, yeah, thank uh, you. And, and the kind words over the years and advice you've given me when I've asked for it. And, uh, you're the man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank Talk you, to you later. Man. See Thanks. you, man. Thanks. Uh-huh. Scott Martin, everybody, the one and only Scott Martin, like I said, uh, many times throughout that one of the absolute hardest workers, 
in the game. Uh, interesting for me there hearing him talk about his dad, and, it, and it's something that I guess does go by the wayside. I mean, his dad was gone a lot, a lot in uh, in, in those early days, and uh, I never I never realized that from talking to Scott about, you know, kind of how his love for tournament fishing blossomed and things like that. So, um, going to be, you know, I do, I think Scott is a guy, you know, we haven't seen him win a blue trophy yet. Over there, and it's it's surprising because he won it won on the FLW tour. He had his opportunities. Um, he's been in the mix in the elites, obviously made the classic, but uh, he's going to get one. I, I think this year you'll see him with that schedule the way it is with the Seminoles and the Okeechobees. Um, I, I think he's he's going to be in the mix several times this year, and uh, you know, and I do think you'll see him win a classic. Now, a classic's obviously not an easy one to win, uh, but. But he he does shine in big events. So, appreciate Scott and the W sauce, bringing you the sauce from Scott Martin right there. Uh, appreciate Scott taking time out. He's got a lot going on in life uh, like like we all do right now. And so, I'm very, very appreciative of his time. He reached out last week after Hallman's interview, and we got to talking back and forth. I was like, dude, we should do one. We haven't done one in, in three years. And Scott's one of those guys, honestly, that I just don't think to interview a ton. I had him on a list for this fall. I told him that yesterday. I was compiling a list here in the last couple of weeks based off of low lifer requests and just, you know, guys I want to talk to in, in upcoming episodes. And he was on that list. But he puts out so much stuff on his own that, you know, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to find new things to talk to him about, uh, so to speak. So, uh a lot of good stuff right there. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Hope you all have a great week. I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in. Again, much love to the Huntley family. Bill Huntley, we will miss you uh, more than we can uh, even – I can even describe. That is for sure. Thanks to all you low-lifers out there. Going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues. As soon as I can make this thing work here. And I will see y'all next time. Town of Tupelo I never Come could on, make it last Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there.